Hey guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the Podcast. I am the host and creator, Teresa Caesar. My intention for this podcast is to deliver to you wisdom, inspiration, and consciousness through solo episodes and conversations amongst insightful people. It is my greatest honor to bring to you talks that come from the heart. I am so excited. We have here today Desire Didi Wheeler, who is just one of the most phenomenal people I know. So welcome, my beautiful friend to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. There's so many directions we can go, but I think we'll just start with introducing us to who you are and give us a snapshot of your story. All right. I think it's very important to talk about who I am today, but I think it's very important to reflect back on how I got here. I'm from the inner city of Chicago. I was raised in a housing authority by my late grandmother. And my grandmother raised not just me, but my two older brothers, which helped start my journey. I will follow them everywhere. They went to play sports. I went to play sports. And so at at some point I had a mentor that came to me and said, you know what? You have a gift. You have a gift in athletics. And eventually that's what I end up using. I use athletics as a tool to kind of, you know, change my narrative from what I've seen behind, around me, in a community, within my own family. I focused on athletics from a young age and it kept me focused. It kept me driven and it eventually helped, you know, along the journey to where I am today. And so currently I am the director of interscholastics for the school district, which is an absolute honor. That is so inspiring. So that being said, what is your mission today? I want to tell adolescents, inner city youth, that regardless of what you see around you, whether that's in your community, whether that's your family, whomever is raising you, whether that's your grandmother, your aunt, your brother, anyone besides your parents, that society has written off certain individuals just because we don't come from a wealthy family, just because we look a certain way, that we are already labeled as someone that will not succeed. And I want to tell individuals, whether it's young boys or young girls, that regardless of what your current situation is, it doesn't determine where you'll go in life. Stay motivated, stay driven. And if you have a goal that you want to meet, I'm quite sure with someone in your corner that you can get there. That's so powerful. I love it. What was the most challenging aspect that you feel like you had to overcome to get to where you are today? I think in general, being in a field of sex as a female is tough. You know, I started out with my journey in sports administration in the city of Chicago with Chicago Public School. There had never been a female director. I had all these great ideas to how to enhance athletics, and I didn't get the opportunity to really voice that and sit at the tables with, you know, senior leadership to discuss some of the things that I had seen as a product of Chicago Public Schools. But a female in athletics is tough. One, gaining a respect from the males that are working in that field. So I think the toughest role of being a female in leadership in athletics is is not just gaining, but retaining the respect of, of men, not just within your community, but 
in, in the world. And I'm sure other women that are in leadership roles feel similar. And I would have never imagined that you would have said that that would have been such a challenge for you. Do you have any tips for those that are out there in these roles on how you can stay strong in leadership? Well, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I would like to say that I feel supported at 100% with not just my team, but the senior leadership. You know, they support me. They respect me in the world of, of leadership in athletics for the school district. And my team has been phenomenal. The biggest thing I would say for women in general out there, whether it's the United States or abroad, is just be confident. Be confident. Don't don't ever sway from asking questions. And so for me, I, I don't expect to know everything. I'm a lifelong learner. And if I have a question and it would help enhance the programming that we're offering, I'm going to ask. No question is a bad question. I would say be resourceful. Make sure you're attending, attending not just national conferences, state conferences. And, and I would say just always, always ask questions. I, I love it. And let's scale back. So here you are today. You described who you are, what you've overcome. But tell everyone who doesn't know, you are really popular here in Tucson and have made an extreme impact on Arizona athletics, basketball in particular. Can you tell us about your journey as an athlete here at the University of Arizona and the impact? Absolutely. I had the phenomenal opportunity to play for the University of Arizona. I played on the women's basketball team from 2001 to 2005, in which Joan Bombasini was the head coach. You know, it was a complete honor. It was a complete honor, but it's tough being a Division One athlete. A lot of students have, student athletes have aspirations to play at the collegiate level, but they don't understand that college coaches look more look for more than just how talented you are. They look at your grades. They look at your sportsmanship, how you treat your teammates, how you treat those around you. Are you respecting your coach? Are you a good fit for my program? Mm -hmm. And so those were the things that I think are important for student athletes that aspire to play at the division one level. But my University of Arizona experience was phenomenal to the point I wanted to come back. You know, I got drafted. After my senior year at the University of Arizona in the second round of the WNBA draft by the Houston Comets, I had a short stint there, returned back to university, finished my degree. And from there, I played in Houston for the Houston Comets. I played around the world. I had the awesome opportunity to play in countries such as Turkey, Bulgaria, Israel, and France. But the great thing that I want to mention about the University of Arizona even though it took me some time to get my BA, they welcomed me back and they still paid for me to get my undergraduate degree. And one experience that I must mention, my senior year at the University of Arizona, I lost my grandmother. She's the woman that raised me. She was my guardian. And I remember to this day, I got that call while I was on campus and the University of Arizona supported me. They got me on the next flight out. My coaches, some of my teammates, they came back home to Chicago. They attended the funeral. And the experience that I had at the University of Arizona is something that I would love to share with any aspiring collegiate athlete. Thanks for sharing that. And those behind the scenes things you don't realize and the reward for being an athlete and staying focused. It just seems like athletics really changed your life and paved the way. And I think it's important for anybody listening who's maybe you're raising an athlete or you're one yourself. These are some great tips. Is there any other 
tips or things you want to mention in regards to how athletics has changed your narrative? Absolutely. And I kind of mentioned it earlier. I believe without athletics, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. Athletics afforded me the opportunity to get an undergraduate scholarship, an undergraduate degree in which I, I left with no bills. It afforded me the opportunity to travel the world at no expense to me. It afforded me the ability and opportunities to now share with my little girl who is starting out, you know, in athletics. She's playing softball, but athletics provided me experiences that I'm not sure I would have had otherwise. My family didn't have the funds to send me to college. My family didn't have the funds to, of course, allow me to travel the world. So athletics not only allowed me to form and foster sisterhoods um, with a lot of friends that I had from college and we're still in uh, contact today. I'm still in contact with my head coach and some of the assistant coaches, but it provided me an opportunity that I would not have received otherwise. That's incredible. Oh, wow. So inspiring. So what are you doing these days in regards to athletics? Are you doing anything beyond, you know, I know you work for the athletic department, your director, anything that you want to share with this audience on how they can work with you and what you're up to these days? Absolutely. So at this point, I am an elite private trainer in a sport of basketball. I have several clients, not just locally here in Tucson, but all over the state of Arizona that come to Tucson to to receive private lessons. I have also started up my camps back here in Tucson in which I am providing skill development uh, guard camps to the adolescents here in Tucson that want to, one, either start playing basketball for the first time or the, the, the athletes that want to enhance the skills that they already have. So I've been training, I've been running my camps, and it's been phenomenal. I had great turnouts, and I'm very grateful for the Boys and Girls Club here in Tucson that they have partnered with me, and I certainly will be sending my daughter there this summer. But also, I, I will, wouldn't be right if I haven't mentioned Pima Community College that has also been a partner with allowing me to host some camps That's there. incredible. And how could people find how to sign up for your camps or get in touch with you? Great, great question. Well, several different ways. I have an Instagram page. It's called I Got Next 2X um, Basketball 11. So I Got Next 2X, the number basketball 11. And I'm sure you can probably put that out there so they absolutely can know exactly. I'll drop that, your handle in the show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. I am so inspired just of the woman you are, what you've done, and the impact that you make. You know, you're a mother, you're an athlete, um, just it's incredible. Is there anything that you want to share, whether it's information, a message that you feel this audience would benefit hearing that you've learned through your life and who you are today? Well, I'll say first and foremost that athletics helped build those borders and boundaries. You know, when you step on a court, you step on a field, no matter what walks of life you come from, athletics allows you to be together. It forms relationships. It opens doors for, for students and it provides them the opportunity to allow all the things that they may have going on in their personal life. It allows those things to go in the, in the back of their brain and allows them to have fun. 
It allows them to gain tools that are necessary to succeed in life. We're not talking about just athletics. Participating participating in fine arts and any activities, it provides you the skill sets that are necessary to succeed in life. So I would say regardless if it's athletics or whatever you choose, do your very best. And always remember that the person that is your biggest competition is the person you look at every day in the mirror. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Your biggest competition is yourself. I love that you said that. That's so powerful. And I love that you said just being part of an organization, a community, and it's never too late, right? Like, oh, I didn't play a sport, you know, in college or in high school, whatever, as a youth. But there are a lot of adult opportunities, right? Being a part of something that is greater than yourself, it's the best feeling ever. At least it was for me. So to wrap up this episode, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the three ending questions per tradition. So the first one, Didi, what quote inspires or motivates you lately? Well, I say it's more so my mantra. I got next. I've always used that throughout life. And as I said earlier, that's my handle for Instagram. It has always been, I got next. So whether that was in, in life, in terms of athletics, in my professional setting, or in school, I've always said I got next. And that, that was kind of my self-motivation to, to, to go after it. That is powerful. I love that. Next question. What is the most recent book that you've read and that you recommend? It's called I Am Enough. And it, it talks about, you know, one, self-worth and embracing differences. Regardless of one's looks, abilities, or belief, everyone is unique and able and worthy of respect. Ooh, love that. And what do you want to be remembered for? Access and opportunities. I want to be remembered for someone that advocated for the the kids that are inner city youth that does not always get the access and opportunities to to things in life. So I want to be remembered someone that helped and motivated the, the inner city youth to believe. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please download, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. Also, be sure to visit my website at TeresaCaesar.com to check out my inspirational merch, connect to my social accounts, and much more. May you continue to be filled with wisdom, inspiration, and consciousness. Otherwise, friends, I will be back in two weeks for another episode of Heart to Talk.